It's good to see you this morning. Trust the Lord to bless us in our uh, time of looking into God's Word this morning. I'd like to direct your attention if you want to read along. And uh, we're going to look at a couple places, Acts chapter 10, also Acts chapter 17. Appreciate the prayer this this morning. Uh, Brother John mentioned that we might not be distracted with the things of this world, that we may hear and understand God's Word or something to that effect. Appreciate the sentiments uh, of that. Um, in Acts chapter 17, we'll look at that just first. I'm going to reference both these places. The Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 17 had been into Thessalonica and preached the Word, and he reasoned with them three Sabbath days, according to verse 2. And Paul's his manner was, went in unto them, and, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. He, soon after, he left that place, and he went to a place uh, <clears throat> called Berea, and we begin in verse 10, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. I'd like to uh, consider for a few moments this morning, as a way of study, to uh, look upon the preaching of the word and receiving the word with all readiness of mind. One of the main purposes that we join together and come together is to hear the Word of God proclaimed. And if we look over in Acts chapter 10, we find that this setting is the Apostle Peter. God had conditioned and gotten him ready to go preach to this uncircumcised Gentile named Cornelius. And God had taught uh, Peter that he shouldn't call anything what God hath cleansed, call not that common or unclean. God had a people of the out of the Gentiles, not just the Jews. And it's uh, as Cornelius, and we're not going through all the whole story, but as Cornelius was getting ready uh, for the preacher to come preach the word of God, um, uh, it says here in verse thirty three, he's. Cornelius is telling Peter about how, you know, again, we're breaking into a context here, uh, relates to Cornelius or to Peter, the dream that he had of him coming and preaching to them and the word of God. And it says, verse 33, immediately therefore, this is Cornelius talking, immediately therefore I sent to thee and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Here they were met together. He called his friends together. And it wasn't for a family reunion. It wasn't because they wanted to see their near neighbors and their friends. There's time for those types of things. But he gathered these people together to hear uh, what God had uh, given Peter to tell them. Now therefore we are all here present before God for the purpose of what? To hear all things that are commanded 
thee of God. There's a specific purpose that we come together. Uh, we can enjoy the fellowship one with another. We can enjoy, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's multiple. We're supposed to, to praise the Lord, lift up our hearts in song, praying, uh, making melody in our heart unto the Lord, all the things we do when we come together. But specifically this morning, I want to consider, uh, that the fact that they met together to hear the word of God. And the first scripture we talked about in 1711, he says that when Paul went to Berea, he says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Notice that readiness of mind. It takes some preparation to be able to, to hear and receive the word of God, be met to hear the word of God. It's very important uh, and that we be attentive to the Word of God. There's, and I want to talk a little bit to that end. Now, one of the reasons it's important, let me just, uh, okay, I'm just reorganize things in my mind right now. So, um, it's very important. They were there to hear the Word of God. I find a place over in the Old Testament. Let's look in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, I believe. Nehemiah, chapter 8. This was following the 70 years of captivity in Babylon, where God blessed them to come back to Jerusalem, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, rebuild the temple, and it was a time of revival. And in any time of revival, you're going to see God's people very interested in the word of God. And on this occasion, they took Ezra the scribe and they put in his hand, look, look in uh, uh, eight, eight one of Nehemiah. Let's read. It says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for that purpose. All right. But notice here in verse four, it says, and when he got up, to open the word of God and to speak the word of God, it says all the people were what? Were attentive under the book of the law. In order to receive the things that God would have for us, it's necessary that we be attentive. They were very attentive to the word of God. And in uh, the book of, of Acts chapter 13 we find that the Apostle Paul, when he got up to speak before the people, he stood up, verse 16, he says, and he beckoned with his hand and said, ye men of Israel and ye that fear God, give audience. 
Here, the people in Nehemiah were attentive. Paul is calling upon you to give audience, to listen up and hear. All right. Um, those in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind. There's some preparation of mind that we need to realize we're going to hear God's words. And these people in Nehemiah were attentive. They weren't sleeping. They weren't thinking about what they're going to do in the afternoon or tomorrow. They were attentive under the word of God. And one of the reasons that it's very important that we be attentive to the word of God when the word of God is preached is in Titus chapter 1, in verse 2, I believe it says, it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ to Titus, he says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. Notice that. The same God that promised eternal life before the foundation of the world is the same God that has manifested his word through preaching. It's not the preacher who's manifesting the word through preaching. He, by the grace of God, if he has preaching grace to preach the word, he preaches the word. But the opening and manifestation of the word of God is because God opens it unto us. God shows us. That's a very powerful thing to think about. God, it pleased God, over in 1 Corinthians, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God's doing something through the word. And what he's doing is he's manifesting his word through men preaching. So why did he do it that way? That's because I guess he wanted to. But the point, the important thing is, is that God manifests his word through preaching. And if I'm out there on the pew and I'm going to sleep, I'm not paying attention, I may miss what God has for me. Or if I'm out in the pew and, you know, we all have our favorite preachers, right? Yes, we do. We would rather hear some men more than others. Don't kid yourself and don't try kidding me. But you know what? We should always be attentive even when, you know, oh, that's old Brother Hardy getting up <clears throat> rather than the, my favorite preacher, but, or whoever it may be. Look past the man and realize that guess what? God has said that he manifests his word through preaching. And even though, you know, brother, you know, whatever brother gets up, maybe he doesn't study as much as the other preachers. Maybe he doesn't have, is eloquent. He doesn't hold my attention like the other preachers. We should hang on to every word because you never know when God is going to have a word through him for you. Manifesting his word through preaching. Even the, even from men that you might not, yeah, I don't know. I remember God preached through Balaam's ass one time. Right? A dumb ass, that means he can't speak, but he spake with man's voice. You never know what instrument that God might use to manifest his word through preaching. When they were up before Ezra, they were, all the people were attentive. 
Paul says, give audience, listen up. If we're not attentive and trying to receive the word with all readiness of mind, we may miss what God has for us on a particular occasion, in a particular time. In Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, speaking of Jesus in verse 47, it says, And he taught daily in the temple. But the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to to destroy him and could not find what they might do. For all the people were very attentive to hear him. They were very attentive as to what he was saying. My center column says, for very attentive to hear him, it says they hanged on him. Hmm, interesting. See, they hung on every word. When we're out there hearing the word of God being preached, we should be hanging on every word, listening very attentively, because we don't know when the Lord's really going to manifest and feed my soul with the word of God. But he manifests his word through preaching. Don't want to miss it. We should be attentive. If we're going to most profit from the hearing of the word of God, we have to be attentive. We need to have to have a ready mind to receive. And as the brother said in his prayer, he mentioned, I believe, to understand the word of God. In Nehemiah, back in Nehemiah chapter 8, not only were they met together and they were attentive to the word of God. And I'll just drop down here to verse 8. It says so they, and it wasn't just a dry reading of the law of God either, even though that's profitable. Ezra was up there and those other preachers. It says so they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. See? We try to make people understand the Word of God. We read the Word of God, try to attempt to make, to give the sense of the Scripture that people may understand the Word of God. That's why we're, why we preach the Word of God so we can hear the Word of God so we can understand the Word of God. And then apply the Word of God and live by the Word of God. For man doth live, by, doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. We're supposed to be living by what God has said. And so we come to learn. You say, okay, don't you believe I can learn by myself in, you know, read my Bible? Well, you should be, yes. But nevertheless, God has ordained preaching and He manifests His Word through preaching. That's just the way it is. Alright? He can manifest His Word through your reading. Uh, there's a place for reading, but there's a place for preaching. Alright? So, God, because God, God raises up ministers to preach His Word. So we should be attentive. Let's keep going in Nehemiah chapter 9. They met the next day. They met after Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 1 where Ezra stood on a pulpit of wood and he spake the Word of God. They had a meeting from morning till midday. That's a long preaching meeting. <laughs> All right. But they met the next day. 
verse 13. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of the people and the priests and the Levites unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. Whoa, now there's a purpose, you see. They had a purpose of meeting. They had a purpose for putting the book of the law of the Lord in the hand of Ezra the priest. Gave him a pulpit of wood. Not only were they attentive while he was preaching, but they met together for a specific purpose, and that was to understand the word of God. So I'm going to be attentive to hear because I'm trying to understand the word of God. You see the preeminence of the word of God. That's why when a man stands in a pulpit here, he should be preaching what? The Word of God. Not preaching his dreams. Not preaching, you know, uh, getting up and, you know, <clears throat> not getting up at the association meeting and, and spend 15 minutes trying to tell the people how I just love, I, I'm just thankful to be here. We've had a lot of good seasons in the past. I remember when I came back here to this association back in 19, you know, 39, you know, going down, down memory lane. Men can spend a lot of time just with a bunch of chaff rather than preaching the Word of God. There's a time to preach the Word of God. I find over in uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 28, he talks about pre you know these prophets that were prophesying and preaching their dreams. He says, He that hath a dream, let him you know tell a dream, but he that hath my word, let him preach it, let him speak it faithfully, for what is the chaff to the wheat? I find over in, uh, well, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but it's 2nd, Thessalonians, 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. That's scripture, see? That's the word of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Therefore, I charge thee before the Lord, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who shall judge the quick and the dead in his appearing in his kingdom. I charge thee what? Preach the word. Preach the word. That's all that preachers are supposed to be preaching is preaching the word. Not preaching my ideas. Not preaching my opinions. Not preaching, you know, some dream we had. I've heard a lot of uh, preachers preach dreams. I had a dream. I had a dream. Well, you know what? He that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. But he that hath my word, let him speak it faithfully. For what is the chaff? To the wheat. He says dreams and these things that aren't the word of God. That people may preach. He says that's like chaff. It's not the wheat. The only nutrition you're going to get is out of the wheat. Not the chaff. The body doesn't digest cellulose. You know fiber is good for you. But it doesn't give you. It's, no, it's not a nutritional substance. The chaff to the wheat. Alright. Preach the word in uh preach the word it's important uh let's go back to uh i'm running out of time let's go to acts chapter 17 again it says that those at uh thessalonica those at berea were more noble than those in thessalonica in that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind. They were attentive, there to understand, and the preacher was preaching the word of God. Alright? Trust were like Cornelius and his folk, met together to hear the word of God and be attentive, to understand the word of God. 
and had received it with all readiness of mind. Not being a professional preacher killer out there and trying to figure out, you know, I might have said Moses was on the ark instead of Noah. I've done that once or twice. Not to be a, a critic, alright, but to be there with all readiness of mind to receive the word of God, alright? But that's not all they did. You know what else they did? And they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Alright? You know, we are really, I'm saying we, I'm just saying a collective we, we're real lazy sometimes. Mankind is. You just want to, you know, here, here's a man of God that's, it's, that's a, called to preach the gospel. He studied the Bible. Surely he knows what he's talking about, right? I'm not on, I'm not a, a, on equal terms with the preacher. I mean, he obviously knows more about the Bible than I do. So we have a tendency to just believe what we hear. That's right. We, we like, and besides that, it's, it's, you know, I can kind of be lazy and just believe what the preacher says because he's got a, you know, he's got a good heart. He wouldn't deceive us. He's not trying to lead us astray. We have confidence in our preachers. Uh, just believe what they say. He, he must know. Is that the attitude they took? No. And it's not. It says they, they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They're not doing it just because they think the preacher is trying to deceive them. But my friends, on the positive light, it's a confirmation of the Word of God. It's your responsibility to believe the Word of God. And it's all of our responsibility when we hear a man to preach that we receive with all readiness of mind, but search the Scriptures to confirm that those things are so. Alright? Because, the guess what? The preacher can be wrong. The preachers aren't infallible, are they? No, they're not. Not individually or collectively, they're not infallible. Preachers can be wrong. Alright? They searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. They checked out what Paul said according to the Word of God. If you hear me and other men, we'll, 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 I know we sometimes we go real fast, and, but we usually try to tell you where we're quoting out of if we're quoting. That's so you can, uh, uh, you know, some people take notes, jot down the Scriptures, and go home and, and confirm, yep, that's exactly what the Word of God said. He said that right. That's what it is. And it nails it down. Alright? It nails it down uh, and fastens it in your mind. When you hear it preached, you go to the Word of God and you hear it confirmed. There is a... Uh, that's our responsibility. They receive the Word of God with all readiness of mind. The preacher preached the Word, but now I take it and I search the Scriptures to confirm that what he's saying is right. And I'll give you an example of maybe someone that didn't do that one time, and it's a man he was a prophet of God. Turn with me to Jeremiah. We'll go to Jeremiah one, two, three, and four. Jeremiah was a, a prophet called of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to go over about three or four minutes. Hope that's okay. 
Jeremiah chapter 1, there was a man that uh, God called. Verse 5 says, Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. Before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He says, Oh, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. And says, Be not afraid of their faces, I'll be with you, etc., etc. Okay? Jeremiah was, in verse 1, he was the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. Alright? <coughs> he lived in the land of Benjamin, and he grew up there, and he heard lots of preaching, no doubt. <clears throat> but you know the kind of preaching that he was hearing? Look in Jeremiah chapter 6. See, this is a people that's about to go into Babylonian captivity because of their idolatry. They went into a pagan, idolatrous religion, right? They turned away from God. God has told them already in other, in Deuteronomy 28 and other places, what's going to happen if you turn away from me? I mean, I'm going to throw you into the hands of the enemy. They're going to come and destroy you. That's what's going to happen. Alright? Well, Jeremiah heard this kind of preaching. The prophets in the pre verse, verse 14, they have healed also the hurt of my daughter of my people slightly saying, peace, peace, when there was no peace. They were saying that you're going to have peace. Jeremiah grew up hearing these prophets get up and say, you know, everything's good. You know, I mean, why would you like to be the bearer of bad news? Like, you know, if you don't change your ways, God's going to come and judge you. Now, that's not popular, good feel, you know, feel good message, is it? No. Well, a lot of those folks were, 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 uh, these false prophets were up there preaching. And let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 23. Verse 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision out of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me. Here's what these prophets were saying to people who despise God. What are they saying? The Lord hath said, ye shall have peace. Isn't that a good message? Oh, you despise God. Well, yeah, I know. I know you despise God, but it's okay. You're going to have peace. It's all good. You're going to have peace. You shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Well, isn't that a good, feel good message? You're living in sin. It's all right. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I know that's wrong and everything, but you're going to have peace. Everything's good. You're going to have peace. And we don't have time, but I could look, I could turn you to uh, Jeremiah chapter 8. I could turn you to uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 14 with words of the same kind. You're going to have peace. Everything's good. Well, obviously, Jeremiah heard some of that preaching. Because I find in Jeremiah chapter 4, when God called him to be a, a prophet, and God brought his word to Jeremiah... It wasn't all peace, peace, you know, happiness, good ending. No, it wasn't. In Jeremiah chapter 4, here's the word that came from God to Jeremiah. Declare, verse 5, Declare ye in Judah and publish in Jerusalem and say, Blow ye the trumpet in the land, cry, gather together, and say, Assemble yourselves and let us go into the defense cities. Set up the standard towards Zion. Retire, stay not. For I will bring evil from the north 
and great destruction. Does that sound like peaceful? Peace? No. No. He says, the lion is come up from his thicket and the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He's talking about the king of Babylon. The, he's on his way. The, the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make the land desolate. And the city shall be laid, and thy cities, Judah, thy cities shall be laid waste without an inhabitant. For this gird you with sackcloth, Laman and Howe. For the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned back, and it shall come to pass at that day, saith the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the princes. And the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. Then said I, what Jeremiah had to say to that. Then said I, all Lord God, thou hast greatly deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying, ye shall have peace. Whereas the sword reacheth unto the soul. That's the truth of it. Why in the world would Jeremiah say, Lord, you've deceived us. You say we're going to have peace. He never told them that. That's what Jeremiah had heard, the kind of preaching he'd been hearing. To those that despise the Lord, you're going to have peace. Everything's good. I suspect, I mean, I can't prove it, I suspect that Jeremiah's response was due to the fact that he had just heard and received and believed the kind of preaching that these false prophets were teaching. If he'd have gone back to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 28 and other places, he would have understood that you turn away from God and go into idolatry, he told exactly what was going to happen. But Jeremiah said, Lord, you've deceived us. Can you imagine telling that to the Lord? I mean, he's fully convinced we're going to have peace. No, it wasn't the Lord. Those Those men brought a vision out of their own heart and not out of the Word of God. Those in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the Word of God with all readiness of mind, but they took that and they searched the Scriptures to confirm that what they're hearing preaching is the Word of God. And may God bless us to do the same. May God bless you.